kept you waiting, huh? It's been a little bit. It's been a little while. Uh, I don't think I need to tell anyone, uh, you know, especially after this week of all weeks that real life happens sometimes and, and, and things can push things uh, to the side a little bit. So apologies. It's been a while since we've seen you, but don't you fear. Don't you worry those pretty little ears because we're back. It's We Like Bad Music Only, SocksMakePeopleSexy.net's monthly roundup of what's going on in our little musical worlds where we talk about all that happened and we each pick a release from the month or maybe something we missed. We show it off like it's show and tell in first grade again. I'm Polly, and joining me as always is my good pal in audio chicanery. It's Taylor. Yo. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's good. I just... In the lead up to this podcast, I did a whole bunch of food prepping. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I, I just like before we got started, I placed an order for some food and I was like, I'll be there to get it at like six, six thirty. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, yeah, that that's my food prep. Yeah, for me, I got I'll be waking up at 4 a.m. to start a brisket. So I wanted all the pieces in place. <laughs> I want it. I want it. I want it. I'm I'm gonna be getting me a plane ticket uh, to to Taylorland, uh, and I'll be right over to enjoy some of said brisket. <laughs> yes, there's plenty. We also got the uh, we got all kinds of good shit like German potato salad oh, and Hawaiian rolls. Oh, <laughs> man, man, y'all doing Memorial Day upright. I feel oh, so yeah. slack. I know, right? Like I'm just gonna like make some burgers. I guess. <laughs> Uh, like, uh, hot dogs. That's yep. a that's a that's always a hit. There you go. There you go. And of course, we have America's premier vibinous dad with a van. Psychic mm. heist. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, right now I feel like I am breathing nothing in but chlorine. I um oh no I've, I've got some sinus issues. Oh so. no. that was me all freaking spring. That shit gets me in the spring real bad. Mm, yeah, it got to me late. I um well a couple of weeks ago I had the flu. Oh yeah, yeah, that that's with, one of our delays. <laughs> yes, that was one of them. Uh so I had the flu. Uh, forgot about that. You kind of had you, you, everyone's so scared with COVID, you know, you kind of forget like, oh, yeah, there's this other thing. <laughs> um, so I had that. And then kind of from there, like you have to go out and you got to do, you know, the the maintenance as an adult these days because no one's going to do it for you. You've got to do it. Yeah. So I'm out there cutting grass mm. and um afterwards that's when my sinuses have just been killing me for the last couple of weeks so i, I yeah. have an allergy to fresh cut grass and as somebody who has to do yard work as well um oh boy i'm feeling you there yeah yeah so my state will actually pay you to tear up your grass and replace it with desert landscaping mm. damn get me mm. that contract Mm-hmm. Give me that. Like, like I it grows here. I don't want so much easier. I don't want a fucking yard. I don't care. I live in a house. The house is fine. Nothing else needs to be pretty. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not yeah. hard to please. Yep. 
Oh, Lauren. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like everybody's back. We're all doing well for the most part. Uh, we're doing as best we can anyway. Uh, this... oh, rolling with punches. <laughs> well, I mean, this week, this week was just constant punches with obviously the, uh, ob- the obvious yeah. awful. And then, you know, the musician deaths on top of that. Yep. Yeah. Just not a good yep. Not a good week at all, and I think it's yeah. It's just I just got we just got to acknowledge it. And, yeah. Um, you know, I it it put me in this state where I just I kind of felt like I'm just reclusive, and I want to be kind of you know I don't want to deal with anything, and you know just all wrapped up and fill me with noise, you know. Yeah. But um, um. You know, I'm just trying to move kind of past that. And I've really looked forward to um, talking with you all about music because that's that's a good thing. That's there you go. Thing. Music, yeah. the universal language. Yeah. It'll get our minds off of what ails us for a while at the very least. Mm-hmm. And and May is next month. Uh, April, however. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. See that save there? Do you see that save? April. Yep. Do you yep. see that, that save? save? I'm literally, Slick. literally the best podcast host to have ever ever lived (laughs) smoothest segue you will ever ever hear april was a fantastic month for music so much going on a lot of good albums Uh, a lot of good albums to take um uh who wants to start like uh with 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 some with some stuff that didn't quite make your best uh what, what what kind of stuff came out this month that you was feeling uh, I can go. Go. All right. Let's talk about the rod. The the rod hot. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk let's about the rod hot. Let's talk about some hot rods. Um, here we go. Red Hot Chili Peppers has a new album out uh, in April. Unlimited Love. Oh God. Uh, I, it's probably bad that I just like. It says a lot about what I thought of this album that I completely forgot that I listened to it until you mentioned it just now. <laughs> Um, any initial thoughts about it besides Polly's like, Oops. oh, I guess, I guess that happened, didn't it? <laughs> that was a thing uh, that just kind of got lost in the toilet of my brain. Uh, I mean, you know, what's funny is that we covered the, the last new Chili Peppers album on the old listening club. Yeah, we did. And I was sitting I there listening that. to that thinking, you know. This is kind of what I worried would happen when John <laughs> Frusciante rejoined the band, as in it's going to be about as, you know, it's going to be about the same quality as The Getaway. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe a little worse. Yeah. The Getaway like, had a few it? bangers on it, though. I liked a few mm-hmm. songs on The Getaway. Yeah, I liked uh, Robot Love. Mm-hmm. I liked Dark Necessities fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, the new one, a lot of people were wondering why it wasn't, like, over the moon that John Frusciante was rejoining the Chili Peppers because, yeah, you know, I've... he made all this great music with them and he's a wonderful musician. I'm like, yeah, you hear his shit since he left the Chili Peppers. Yeah, it's very bland. All right, yeah, now, that mean, now that we've shit on this album that I bet Psychic Heist likes. <laughs> yeah. I think the album's fair. I, I, um, I think it's middle of the road, bunch of, you know, they've been doing this for a while and they're just jamming. Yeah. Um, I, I there is something I feel pretty positive about it though, and the fact that uh, for the, an album that's been touted as for Shanti's big return, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cool that it's not really flashy with its guitar work. Oh yeah, it's pretty. It's, 
middle of the road. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's like it's not. I'm not trying to be in your face with hooks. Yeah. Or or, or things like like. Uh, I, I appreciated it. I, I appreciate it because I felt like they could have gone the other way, but it just yeah. seemed more like we're friends jamming. Um. There. Uh, oh yeah, and there was a song about um, freeing gorillas. <laughs> Oh my god, the fucking... Okay, I will give the album this. I have never heard more coked-out lyrics from, from, from Anthony Kiedis. The lyrics of this album... Go read them. They're insane. He's out of his... Insane. He's out of his mind. So, yeah, it's not, not a... Um, not, not, not a... I don't think it's a terrible record. Um, but, it, but again, I, I'll, I'll never listen to it again. Yeah. You know? Um, but it's a, it, I have that, I think that weird relationship with the chili peppers. A lot of people do where, you know, you kind of grew up with them. Oh yeah. Have, like blood know, sugar, like, sex, magic, one hot mm-hmm. minute, uh, yeah. Californication. Like those are three mm-hmm. albums that like I will throw on any, yeah, I am that person that likes one hot minute. I'm the one. <laughs> and, incidentally, Just, audience at home, Polly's also the one who likes the Brown album. I like the Brown album as well. Uh, from Primus. <laughs> Nice. Shake hands with beef. I need to listen to more Primus. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, you do. Primus really is pretty do. good. Yeah, really. Yeah, I don't I, think I, Primus has really had a bad album personally. No, no. Like, like, like the Brown album. Like uh, the Brown album. Fred Durst was involved with the Brown album, so <laughs> that might uh, that might get your that might perk old dad vibes up over. The, you're just dad. Yeah. You're just dad vibes from now on. I don't. <laughs> I, that just sticks. I don't know why. Like that's just like I can. Oh, why do I just? Yeah, like dad. You're just dad vibes. That's. I am dad vibes. I. Hey, I I will own that. <laughs> you and are I, dad I, vibes personified. <laughs> <laughs> I need the wig. Need wig. Yeah, yeah. We, like you need to cosplay as dad vibes Fred Durst someday. Oh my god! There you I go. Do that for Halloween. Halloween. There you go. You're welcome. Thank you, Polly. I will post pictures. <laughs> I if hope I do, so. I will post pictures. I I would love to see it. <laughs> he sold oh, that wig. Right. He he sold that wig. He did. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Fred uh, Durst is also cool. a weirdo that's into crypto and NFTs, though. So oh, that don't surprise me. You can't that be cool anymore, me. Fred Durst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got cool an album. Card. I got an album that I liked uh, here. Uh, didn't quite make the list, but I listened to. I've, I've spun it more in a couple of Extinction AD Culture of Violence. Um, hmm. Just a nice thrashy hardcore album. It's not breaking any ground, but yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, and, the, and, the, and I, I would also put that in like the same category as like Cancer Bats, uh, Psychic Jailbreak. <laughs> just some punk hardcore music. Um, my 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 first impression of that album was colored a lot by the by, by the fact that like uh, the second track ends with the line uh, "My life was saved by a skateboard," and the first time I heard it, I thought it was "My life was saved by gay porn." <laughs> Go listen to that song. I tell you, it's what it sounds like he's saying. Uh, what about you, Taylor? Any albums? Any other stuff? Yeah, uh, so this album didn't come out in April. It came out near the end of March. Mm-hmm. Uh, so similar to how I talked about Falls of Rauros last time, there's a couple of decent black metal albums that have come out. Oh, And maybe one we'll be talking about next month. But maybe. also I listened to an album called Dread Reaver by Abbott. Oh, Abbott. Yeah, hell yeah. Abbott. 
Abbath Duma Culta. For yeah. those of you who don't know, Abbath was the singer, bass player, and then later guitar player of the Norwegian black metal band Immortal. Yep. Uh, but the uh, the two principal members of Immortal had a bit of a falling out <laughs> in 2014. Uh, so now there's a version of Immortal that exists without Abbath because Demon Oz started playing guitar again after years of recovering from repetitive stress injuries. Yeah. And Abbott is doing Abbott and they both basically still sound like immortal. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, you want 30, you want 39 minutes, nine songs that basically just sound like immortal. And that's what Abbott is for. I, yeah. Like I'd probably spin that once or twice. Yeah. I mean, I, immortal is one of the fun black metal. Bands. Yeah. Like, like I think that that's kind of like where, like, like I don't like the darker kind of just like more. I, I don't, I don't want to say serious, but like, I don't know. Like there's a cleaner kind of black metal that you can get into. And like, I think immortal is like, that's my flavor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And oh, it's funny. It's funny. You mentioned darker because uh, one of the picks of one of us for this month has an interesting connection to black metal that we'll get into when it's time, or at oh. least I'll mention when it's time. Oh. Mm. 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 I'm interesting. Mm. But also I listened to the new Rammstein album. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. That album. Zeit's I think it's, good. it's better than the self-titled album, which I still liked. I like that self-titled album, but I think that at this point, Rammstein is comfort food and like, they you like you just you throw on you throw on a Rammstein album you want to hear those staccato guitars that pristine production and you want to hear Till Lindemann singing about big titties in German. Yeah, I mean it's as comfort food music. I don't know if it will uh, rise to the level of the Lunar Kool Aid, whatever yeah. the fuck that <laughs> album was called from Rob Zombie. I don't know his last three albums. Every time I try to name one of them, I end up mixing. The yeah, titles. like they're easy to do because they're all word salad. But yeah, like his, his last few albums have been really good. Yeah, but yeah, like I've come back to this one quite a bit. I think the music videos for this one have been great. <laughs> I need to check those. Oh, Zigzag is awesome. <laughs> And the big titties uh, video is surprisingly safe for work. Oh. I mean, compared to compared to previous big titties videos they've had. Yeah, it's it's just funny that they have the song that's literally called Big Breasts and they do a video for it. And it's the tamest video of the cycle. <laughs> 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 I imagine that that's not lost on them. <laughs> if anything, Rammstein is like if anybody is very self-aware uh, of their own comedy value i think that it is rammstein yeah 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 I, I i've only i i like that uh the new rammstein only i've only listened to it once though mm-hmm. so i don't feel like i can really say much more other than i know i had a good time when i listened to it yeah um yeah so what else uh, you got ph so uh earlier this year the first single of the year that I say caught my ear and I was like, I'm throwing that on my little playlist Mm -hmm. was from a band that I saw Gunblade Warrior uh, post uh, on our little discord. Mm -hmm. And that was, uh, the song was called, uh, this is it. It was from this band called Necro Goblin. Yeah. 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 And I remember when I watched that video, um, (laughs) there's this, mischievous little goblin man who is trying to direct 
the band on stage and ends up pulling a rope where lights fall on top of the band members exactly where they are, (laughs) decapitating them immediately. And I felt like I was down for this. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, I I think the album uh, is fun. I, um, you know, there, there are, there are moments that I think are a little hit and miss about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of the songwriting, some of the songwriting, is not as good as some of the other tracks, but um, I, I liked being introduced to this fun little world that they uh, that they're that they're creating here. And um, yeah, you know, I didn't didn't mind it too much. It kind of gave me like gave me a little bit of uh, early two thousands new metal a little bit. Um, and I'm and, always here for that. Yeah, just 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 the way. It, kind of on the popular side just the way some of the the riffs are yeah, so um yeah. i liked i enjoyed that um let's see another album this one was a fair album for me vince staples ramona parks broke my heart mm. um when i first listened to it it was a little bit of a whiff i was like i'm yeah. not really into this at all um it never grabbed me yeah um I had I did give it another shot recently mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it a little bit more. Like there was more tracks that jump jumped out to me. Um it's just there's also a good handful of songs that I find a little plain. Mm-hmm. And I realize that's kind of been as much as I like Vince Staples as a rapper. Absolutely. Uh I mean he's a terrific rapper. Mm-hmm. Um not really enjoyed an album of his since uh, Big, Big Fish, Fish theory, theory, yeah, which was 2017, yeah. and I feel like following albums have just kind of dealt the production on those albums. Those just don't to me feel they're just a little too, I don't know, like straight edge or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's very plain. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. really stands out about the production on these last couple of albums that he's mm-hmm. done. Um, I was just surprised that the thing was over 21 minutes uh, because he's, <laughs> yeah, he's been doing yeah. that a lot. He's one of those guys that's mm-hmm. released a lot of, uh, you know, like 17 mm-hmm. and 20 minute out al- and calling that an album. It's like, no, you don't mm-hmm. get to do it. There's only, well, I have to make an exception for that at some point in the future. Not right now, but we will talk about that at some other point but yeah like i don't know i don't think you can call that an album if it's like six songs in 21 minutes (laughs) yeah i'm that's just like there's a there's a new primitive man release out that they're calling an ep but that it's four songs in like 36 minutes yeah like that's more of an album to me oh yeah i mean one of them is a cover song yeah yeah Oh yeah, I'll try to fucking decipher it. Cover. Yeah, play play that track for somebody and see if they can guess what it's a cover of. Oh, well, that's just like the sun version of "For Whom the Bell yeah. Tolls." <laughs> <laughs> so I can transition off of your uh, hip hop entry uh, with one of my yeah. own. Fantastic record. It's almost dry from Pusha T. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like oh. I think that oh, this album's so good. <laughs> I think that "Let the Smokers Shine the Coops" and "Just So You Remember" are two of the best rap songs of the year already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that Joker laugh. That. <laughs> As much as I hate that whole aspect of this album, because I think it's cringe as fuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Joker cringe, laugh yeah. is a really damn good insert ad lib. 
Yeah, it's just the way they yeah, the way that the way it's inserted here and there, it's 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 like okay. That's yeah, nice. Which Joker nice. laugh is it? It's a it's Pusha T laughing, and they just kinda call it a oh. Joker laugh, but it's this very maniacal, sinister sounding laugh that is just like every time like he busts out a bar that is just nasty as fuck and just villainous as hell, they play He's that. Cocaine's Dr. Seuss. Yeah, like they play that over it and it's just like, oh my god, that's so good. Uh even like this album's so good that even even like the Kanye West couple of features doesn't destroy it for me. And and no. <laughs> uh but yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost dry is really damn solid like it's just a nice compact like 38 minutes of just not a single miss on that track list yeah he's he's one of the great mcs um and you got the clip you got the you got the full clips reunion on the last track yep like oh my god i didn't know that that was coming when i first heard this record because i don't look Mm -hmm. at i don't look at any i don't look at feature lists or nothing prior to going into an album so like when i hear malice doing that second verse i'm like (gasps) and and the way that he just goes off it's just like oh my god are they gonna do a new clips record because he he ends the record by saying put a ring on its finger marry it again it's like you're coming back to rap aren't you because he he quit rapping too because he a born again christian guy and wanted to go devote his life to that but he makes an appearance on this album and it's just so good what a treat mm. even if it's not a you know another clips album in in the future like that like that like i pray for you is just such a crazy good track <laughs> <laughs> it is it is um that's a yeah top-notch album that checks all the boxes yeah uh, uh did anyone listen to the new undeath record to rise from the grave not me no no so no one's listened to that new Darn. No. Uh, also, who is Undeath? Yeah, who is Undeath? <laughs> I'm not familiar. Yeah. Uh, Undeath is a metal band from Florida, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of hype around this in a lot of the music circles. Oh, yeah. Um, that I uh, kind of, I guess, sample from. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I listened to it and I liked it. And I thought it has a, like, a lot of good groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm... Like, I was struggling to recognize why there was such a buzz about them. Like, I feel like what they're doing, they're doing it well, but I don't know what elevates them above um, their contemporaries. And, apparently, and apparently uh, I have this on. saved as the Spotify playlist. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I was hoping, Taylor, I was hoping you had listened to it so you could explain, <laughs> you could explain to me why this is such a big event <laughs> of an album. Um you know, it's like, yeah, I liked it. I'm not sure why it's so special. Um, so it's okay. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just want to know, like, why isn't this hitting me the way yeah. it should be? Like, I have a number of albums that I've had that issue with, where it's just like, I don't hate this, but it's just like it does not spark joy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Go on. Who's oh, I was gonna say, in terms of death metal, the the last death metal album, like kind of that old schooly death metal thing that really blew my pants off was uh blood incantation. Okay. I think have you, has blood incantation been on a top 10 of yours 
Or... I don't think it hasn't. It may have been an honorable mention. Okay. It's right. death metal about aliens. Ooh. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That, 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 that makes good subject matter. All right. What else had I listened to? I got so much here, y'all. Oh, dear. Um, I'm so sorry. Lightning um, round it. You got an hour. Oh. You got an hour and a half drive. <laughs> I was gonna say you're the one who's in. You're the one who has shit to do. <laughs> Lightning right. round, go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's talk about a pair of country albums. Uh, then because country, I feel doesn't get the representation that I want to give it. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, Willie Nelson. Love this album. Had, yep, it is. Um, you know what I get from Willie Nelson that I just don't get anywhere else is this sense of romance just yeah. like wholehearted wholesome romance and i just i don't really get that from any other artist um, that i kind of deal with he is such a gifted natural storyteller and he sings with a conviction that makes everything just you feel it and his voice has that natural gravelly and and kind of warbliness to it now uh, mm-hmm. With age to where like this sounds like a world weary kind of album in the places that it needs to, but it's also very joyous and bursting with energy in other parts. And it's just mm-hmm. this this album made like took me back to a time of like you know I was growing up like my dad was a big uh, country music fan, so like this mm, one was exactly. one. This is one where I put it on. It was just like man, my my dad would love this fucking album. This one's yeah. so so good. Um, and exactly. the co- the covers yeah. are really really the good, are good too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just a solid, um, solid record from our boy Willie just, Nelson. If you can't listen to the opening track, I will love you till the day that I die and not feel just a little bit of something. Yeah, like, it's, uh, it's really strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Um, another country album that's a lot more flashier is Orville Peck's Bronco. Mm-hmm. Um, I My initial um, interaction with this album was it was like a huge surge of love for it. Like it was this big flash in the pan where I, I almost thought like, Am I, is this the is one this I'm going to pick? Is this the one for April? Oh, wow. Um, but it cooled off because I do realize I have to recognize there are a few tracks that are just just a little plain. And mm. when they come on on the album, I go, oh, I forgot this was on the album. That's not good. Yeah. Um, so Orville Peck's last album, it was uh, a little more subdued. It was it was a country album that I would say has bits of like 80s new wave and post-punk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this new one is like a full on Las Vegas show. Oh. And I know we have I know we have someone here that hmm. is from from that area. Hmm. <laughs> so, so when I say that, I think of that as how I know it from the movies. I don't right. know if it's like really like a Las Vegas show, but yeah, that's that's just how my imagination goes with it. And um, to me, this album is a uh, is a level up for Peck because his vocals just go for it. They're like this mixture of Roy Orbison and Elvis mm-hmm. with a country twang, oh. um, and he's just singing to the rafters on this thing um it is a um let me let me let me calibrate here like my my first couple encounters with the album i i I was a little uneasy at first because i i kind of thought it was like is this a joke um (laughs) but i i uh, i I read a recent uh john waters interview 
And like, it doesn't surprise me that John Waters and like Orville Peck are friends at all. Uh, right. Like, like uh, that makes complete sense. And I, and I think Waters put it best that like Orville Peck isn't like making fun of country. He's having a lot of fun with it. Um, and, and that's, that's to me is where the power of this album is like, it's very fun, very showy, very entertaining. Um, but I would also like to point out, there's this song called the curse of the blackened eye. Mm-hmm. And it is the, one of the most powerful, heartbreaking ballads I have heard this year, um, that deals, I guess, with like an, an intimate, uh, abusive, uh, Ooh. relationship. Oh yeah. I think it's the title should have given that away. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also check out the, the, the music video. Um, and it, it's got this lyric, uh, it's not the letting go, it's what you take with. Yep. Every time I every time I hear that, I choke up. Ooh, uh, yeah, it's strong. So that's I, I think that song is gonna be like one of the top ten songs of the year for me. Like oh, I, it's wow. just it's it's yeah, it's it's I, I'm just I'm just always kind of in awe of it every time I listen to it. Um so yeah, if you're looking for an entertaining uh record, but also can a record that can be very moving at times. Um, and it's, uh, Hey, and it's all about serenading, it's sorry, serenading, uh, those sad cowboys, um, <laughs> check it out. Um, cause gosh, uh, m- my wife, I, I took this album to my wife to listen to and she, she just fell head over heels for it. She loves it. Nice. So, yeah. Um, I've got a pair of albums that I will call fine wine albums. Okay. Uh, Billy Woods. Yeah. Ethiopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, this album is extremely dense, mm-hmm. uh, mystifying, and so fucking intelligent. Yeah. Um, it's it like it's intimidating to talk about this album because I'm just not that smart. It, it's doing a lot, like very much, very similar to 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 to, to Brass uh, last mm-hmm. year, which was on, which was on my list. Yes, um, it, it's very, but you don't have those more mother sections there to kind of like balance it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas oh, this, this, this is just a straight shot of Billy Woods, and that guy is on a level that is just kind of like, okay, I need to sit down and digest this. I need to be in the mindset to do so. And I've yeah. not reached and, that yet. Right. It's it, but I've been listening to a lot since it's release, and it's like, I've noticed I'm reaching for it more mm-hmm. and more. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is an album. You got to put the work in. Yeah. Like you have to like research what he's talking about. <laughs> and that's not even a joke. Like you, no, you, you, will get, you will get the most out of it by researching what's going on. It, yeah. I, it seems to be about, um, uh, African American generational abuse. Yeah, um, th- that's rooted all the way, all not just in America, but all the way all back to Africa. All the way mm-hmm. back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and just rich in layers of just political, societal commentary. Uh, but then Billy Woods can like just flip the phrase in a way that suddenly becomes so personal, and it's just so poetic on like the highest level that you're just. You know when that happens and it's just it just sticks in your mind. You know, yeah, I know what you mean, but let me. What did you mean? You know, you go into um, like a Billy Woods album the same way you would go into like a Ka album, where it's just like, all right, oh, there, yeah, that's a good comparison. There's a lot yeah. I'm going to sit here and untangle, and it's going to take me a while to do it. Uh, this is mm-hmm. poetry. This isn't just like guy making hip hop bangers. This is somebody that mm-hmm. is 
has a lot of things to say that are very intelligent, and I may be too mm. dumb to get them the first time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think this might be preposterous to say, maybe, but I think this album's fucking literature. <laughs> yeah, it's it, Yeah, that's like, kind of how it strikes me. Yeah. Yeah. Um so and there's a lot of signs about it that are pointing to this could be a top ten of the year for me. Mm. So um it it's well I'm gonna see how that develops. Another fine wine album is Daniel Rawson's um what was the name of that album? Let me see. Daniel Rawson's I gotta look that up. You belong there. Mm. Um so Daniel Rawson is part musician for uh sorry, he was part guitarist and songwriter for the band Grizzly Bear. Yeah. Um, which which you know blew up in the late 2000s as they were kind of this indie folk rock sensation. Yeah. Um and this new one really draws heavily from the Grizzly Bears first album, which is a huge plus for me because that was that that was the album I was most most into that bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Um and there's a vibe about like when I say this, I say it in vibes, not in like musical, you know, instrumentation. Right, right, but right. This whole album to me feels like what if the song like Spinning Plates by Radiohead <laughs> was an album. Oh like, boy, that's a lot. Yeah. Um and it like it's like taking place in this cabin in the woods during the middle of a storm. Yeah. Like there's just a very eerie sort of um ethereal um thing about very complex rhythms, uh guitar work. And yeah, the more I'm reaching for it, the more it's opening up to me. Um Nice. Let's let's see. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> do I need a top out? Do I need a top out? I think you- <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> let, let, right. Like I said, we got to get you on the road soon. So. I know, I know, I know. Um, okay. Uh, a couple of whiffs. Father John Misty, Chloe in the next 20th century. John Misty is a singer-songwriter and... Uh, this album was very much close to making me feel pain. Um, <laughs> it didn't just because I can recognize it's produced very well. Mm-hmm. And may- maybe just maybe I can't get into John Misty as much as I try or as much as people tell me I, I would yeah, like. That I just you can't. should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, ju- I just he's just just one of those acts for me. Um, another with a big disappointment was uh, from Pup. The band pop. Oh, this um, this one bummed me out. I wanted this to mm-hmm. be good, and it's just so me too. mediocre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they had some very strong singles. Yeah. I was like, let's go. Um, but the album experience as a whole, like you just get really disinterested in it. And I think that's because everything in the production is so forced in a way that yeah. it's like art like artificial excitement yeah you know and, and i think that that's the vibe they're going for but it plays it, against, it plays against the album in a way that's just kind of like mm-hmm. you accident it, it's like it's like a video game making fun of a fucking you know bad hacking mini game and then mm-hmm. making you do a bad hacking mini game so it's like oh mm-hmm. you're just making excuses yeah yeah saints row four saints row four there you go <laughs> And my last album, and I like this album a lot, but it is also deeply flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is uh, 
uh, Haru Numeri uh, album yeah. uh, uh, Shunka Ryojin. Yeah. Um, uh, Haru Numeri, she does like, I guess, is in this awesome realm of art and punk rock yeah. um, w- with like flourishes of J-pop. Um, and this whole album is like just a wild, untamed haircut. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. I don't know if this album was this album was billed as a double album. But it sure as hell plays like one. Yeah, it feels um, like one. Yeah, it, it's, it definitely feels like this was a white album thing. Um, and, uh, you know, so knowing that, you get a lot of songs that um, are just, I I think are fucking outstanding. Yeah. Like, I I think when she is at her best, I, I she makes me feel like I am running in the rain and I'm just filled with emotion, about to cry, and like <laughs> I'm trying to catch up with somebody. Um, but then on the other hand, you you do have some songs where we're going places that I'm just not into, which is whiff for me. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's it's a feast of an album. I think there's there's interesting things to dive into here with it, but you know, mildly disappointed that. I didn't come out really loving it. Needed somebody um, with an edit button, I think. Somebody needed to be there mm-hmm. and say, nah, maybe not that one. Well, I'm noticing a trend this year. I'm noticing a lot more double albums. Yeah, I think, I, we've that, seen a lot. That, mm-hmm. And I think that's just because isolation and yeah like you've had time to build up Mm -hmm. this entire catalog of music over the last two years it's like well we got to put it somewhere Mm -hmm. yeah i get it so i understand and yeah i'm gonna shut up now all right so with that we're gonna move on to the main course of the show and taylor is gonna help us get started by letting us know what what what's your album of the month my album of the month for April was Immutable by Meshuga. All of the chugs all of the time. Like three guaranteed at no less than 3,492 chunks per per song. Yes. Per second. So, per second. <laughs> for those per second per picosecond. We got your fucking those, palm mutes for days, baby. Oh, yes. They they have ascended they have ascended the palm mute guitar riff uh, to a higher plane of existence. <laughs> so yeah, for those of you who somehow don't know who Meshuga is by now, they are a Swedish metal band who's been around for fucking ever at this point. Yeah. I think they're approaching their thirtieth anniversary, if not longer. Yeah. And this was an interesting sort of. It's been an interesting few years for Meshuga since the release of the last album. Because uh, their lead guitarist, Frederick Thorndahl, took a few years off from the band. And he really hasn't written much. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> since like Obzen, essentially. I don't think he contributed to this album at all. He, I think not that's... to this one. Well, yeah, he I... didn't write for this album. Yeah. He's, he plays some he leads. He plays, but yeah, I don't think he wrote anything at all. Yeah, no, he didn't write anything at all. And that's. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see, you know, sort of the rest of the band kind of coalesce mm-hmm. uh, because this is, uh, you know, Thomas. I have no idea how to say his last name. Thomas Hake. I think it's Hake. Yeah. Thomas Hake, the drummer, writes pretty much all of the lyrics. Yeah. And uh, Martin Hagstrom and Dick Lovegren, the other guitarist and the bassist, have been 
uh, picking up the slack where Frederick Thorndahl is not writing anymore. Mm-hmm. And so this is, uh, you know, but this is a sort of their post isolation album. It's it's a typical amount of time between Meshuggah releases at this point. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they don't they sit on stuff for a while and they also tour extensively. Yeah. Uh, so Meshuggah is kind of the uh, I call them the ACDC of progressive death metal. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah, a fair. That, 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 you know, I never really considered them death metal, though. Maybe I, early I, on. Like, I, I have always kind of just like I've always like me. I think I've always just kind of seen them as more groove oriented. Yeah, they certainly they love their poly rhythms. That's oh, for damn yeah, sure. They love their me rhythms. Yes. <laughs> they like figuring out different ways to count to four. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Counting out, yeah, that's a fun exercise as a percussionist is counting out the the rhythms to a Meshuggah song the first time you hear it. Yeah, that's always a fun yeah. fucking exercise. Yeah, it's like where does it repeat? Where okay, what where is this is this looping at all? Like are you actually never playing the same phrase again? <laughs> yeah. Do we need Chris Penny in to play <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah, we need to get Chris Penny in here. <laughs> uh so yeah, it's really it's you know what do you say about Mashuga at this point? If you like Mashuga, you'll probably like this. Mm-hmm. I think my only gripe with this album uh, is that I would have cut the ten minute long yep. gent instrumental. Oh yeah, not very good because yeah. I think it it kind of it's a fairly long album. It's an hour six minutes, and most of their albums and, for context are typically forty two to fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think just having, you know, having a 10 minute long instrumental nah. in the midst of this album when, you yeah. know, it, it, yeah. it would it would be fine if it was just the quiet bits, because some of the other interludes on here can be a nice break from yeah, the constant like I, onslaught. I like those bits of experimentation they're doing with the quieter stuff. And like it, it definitely creates a flow for the album for a while. And then you get to, you know. Uh, then then you get to uh, they move below and it's like uh oh mm-hmm. oh boy that's it, yeah. it sits there right in the middle of an album like a gigantic yeah. turd in the middle of the lawn it's like oh no <laughs> oh no if you think of this as two sides of a vinyl it makes the sides very lopsided oh yeah 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 definitely yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah that's that's my biggest gripe is I think that that could have used a little more editing because it kind of kills the flow of the album. It does. It does. The first the first few times I listened to the album, that track made it very difficult for me to get through. But like on like third and listens beyond that, I was like, I just take that track out. I don't listen to it. I'm sorry. It's just like I it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, it ain't like it, they're going to play that live. I can no, tell you that. Oh, hell no. And even at 56 albums, the album is st- even at 56 minutes, the album is still a little much for me. Like, I'm still like really mushugged out by the time I get to the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's, you know, in true ACDC fashion, it's not like there's, you know, much in the way of variety. No, like, you know what you're getting when you throw on a Meshuggah song. Like, they've got that thing that they do, and they do it very well in the same way that ACDC does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got, uh, I guess in a certain way, I 
I, I partially blame Meshuggah and I partially blame Periphery yeah. for the state of heavy metal these days. Yeah, like that. Like you listen to a Periphery album, you listen to this, and it's like this is really kind of what this 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 sort of genre of metal is sounding a lot like these days. Everybody's kind of got those same kind of like heavily gated drums and those like razor sharp, like direct line um, guitar tones. And it's like, yeah, they all kind of just sound the same. Yeah, it's all, it's all a blur. Mm. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but you know, like somebody's going to have to break the mold at some point. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. And then we're all waiting around for what the next 10 years of heavy metal is going to sound like. (laughs) I I guess I guess people were thinking it was going to be power trip for a while. And well, well, that didn't end well. Kind of. Yeah. Rip, which is very sad, but yeah, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like with with all the love that I see you give Meshuggah Taylor. Um, this has been my year where I've really started to listen to them uh, like a lot more intently, like mm-hmm. to, to go through their discography. Um, so I, you know, I, I've started out with like Contradictions Collapse. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying that and just gonna kind of work my way from there. Um, when I first listened to this new one, Immutable, uh, it made me want to um, lift heavy things. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's great workout music. Hell, hell yeah, this would be great. And you know, when music. I was when I was doing <laughs> my gym routine, I used to yeah. put on the live album for the hell treadmill. Oh yeah, nice. Nice. Um, and yeah, like that's immediately what I did. Like I have a very clear memory of like putting this on and being like, oh, time to go to the gym. Yeah. Um, I feel like I uh, when I, also when I listen to this album, I feel like I'm going to war for like the Harkonnens <laughs> and Dune, you know, like, it's got that vibe well, they going did, about it. They did have that music video for the abysmal eye with all the people running into a sinkhole in the desert. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that I think that's where that must come from. Um so I think the first album, sorry, the first half of this album is is strong, is yeah. at its strongest. Um, and you like you, every cut, every song kind of builds uh, from the last one. Um, and I, to, for me, it kind of reaches a very satisfying peak uh, with ligature marks. Yeah. Um, and that song, is, that song is also becoming a big favorite uh, for me this year. I think that's um, my favorite on the album, really. Yeah, but you know what's interesting is like, I like it more within the context of the album. Of the album. Yeah, like, it it sounds good because... Yeah. yeah, it sounds good because of everything around it. You know, like when you go from Phantoms mm-hmm. and you God sees God he sees in mirrors, it's like, yeah, like mm-hmm. those that all sounds good sandwiched together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, like you get God God he sees in mirrors. I, I will say it's it's the first time where I start feeling what y'all were discussing, where it starts to get a little it's not a bad song. I actually like the end of that song. I mm-hmm. think that song finishes well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it it is the part where I'm like, oh, we're getting a little copy and pasty, are we? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> with um, and and then we talked about the uh, they move below. Oh, and, yeah. and yeah, it, it it does bog the the album experience down. I think it has a really nice intro. It's almost yeah. like this this very post metal intro going on. Like, All right, we're going yeah. we're going into an introspection here. Nice. Uh, and it actually has the most beautiful moment, if I can say that about Meshuggah, like at the <laughs> very end, like the last minute of that track. Yeah, it, yeah. O- it, it opens up into a very uh, like we've ascended 
You yeah. know, like it's very, very pretty. It's got a good uh, progression. It's just as it's a ten- just on. Yeah, just yeah. unfortunately, yes, as a nine and a half minute or ten minute track. I don't know if the ends justify yeah. the, uh, the the means. Shorten that um, up to like four minutes, 30 seconds, and you maybe got something good. Yeah, um, but I do think the album recovers when by the time we get to like the last trio of Headbangers. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I Am That Thirst, mm. The Fullness, and then you have like the pummeling like armies of the preposterous. Armies of the like, preposterous, just, yeah. Just, yeah, it just pummels you. It's great. Yeah, yeah, like it does. Um, it does pull up. Yeah, it pulls mm, out of yeah. that nosedive. Like, despite mm. the fact that they move below, does its damnness to plant this album into the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and it, overall, I kind of walked away from this album. It, it reminded me a little bit of the new Beach House record that came out this year, in mm-hmm. the sense that I like a lot of what you're doing. It's just you're kind of serving me this thing that, you know, just happens to kind of be in the same sort of vibe and lane. And, um, it, 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 it's, it's so rhythmic. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, That's what I've always so loved hypnotic. about Meshuggah. Yeah, it is so hypnotic mm-hmm. that, um, sometimes like I inadvertently, if I'm not focusing on it directly, like it kind of becomes a background to me. Yeah. And, and that's something I like, I had to, like kind of snap myself out of mm-hmm. um, while listening to the album. Cause I was like, no, no, pay, pay, pay attention, pay attention. <laughs> um, so um, that being said though, this is still a great album to go for just lifting all the heavy things in the gym. Like, you know, I definitely have been listening to it pretty regularly. Mm. Um, yeah. It's funny. They're like the anti sun. One can lull you into <laughs> hypnosis with no rhythm, and the other lulls you into a hypnosis with, with rhythm. rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're but like, and, and it's understandable how that could happen because, like, the, the both mm. the nature of non rhythmic and the nature of a rhythm is to put you, you know, it's to kind of lull you into an experience. So yeah, into a I trance. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're both tuned to drop Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like this uh, album's I, I fun. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Like, this album's a lot of fun. Like, uh, I like my first listen through the first couple of listens again. Like that, that fucking instrumental in the middle killed it. But once I took it out, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm here for this. Like, you know, I'm not gonna call this like monumental, like Obzen or or Chaosphere for me. Um, but yeah, like this is still like this is good stuff. Like if you like what you're hearing, like that's Mashuga. That's what they do. It's very Rammstein in that way. Like I consider Mashuga comfort food at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't wait until we come back next month and hear what Psychic Heist thinks about Destroy a Race Improve. <laughs> hey, that Oh, hell yes. Putting it on the list. Yeah, Destroy a Race yep. Improve. Hell okay. yes. I'll, I'll cover it. I'll, I'll get to it. All I'll right. Yep. Cool. Uh, so, okay. Any more thoughts on Immutable or do we got a track? We got a track. I'm going with I Am That Thirst. I Am That Thirst. So, yeah kind of thought i was thinking it was going to be that or look at your marks (laughs) (laughs) i am the thirst
right, so, uh, Polly, what you got for us? Hey! Hi! Hey! Well, I listened to an album this month that I, that honestly caught me by surprise. It was one of those, like, first single came out, and I was just like, wow, that, I don't know that I've enjoyed a, a track from an artist, like, a track from this artist this much in a while. Uh, my, uh, my... <laughs> It was very, very surprising. And my, uh, my, my, my album of the month is Fear of the Dawn by Jack White. What? Jack White, who, who I think most, if not everybody in the entire world at this point, would know as one half of the early 2000s garage rock duo The White Stripes. Um, he's been on his solo shit for a while now. They kind of broke up. When was it? Like, 2012-ish? Or was that Yeah, like- that, that was the time. I think that was the time. Yeah. yeah um, under I, think, I know they hadn't made an album in a while by the, when they broke up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Blunderbuss came out. Yeah, it would have been 2012 because I remember listening to Blunderbuss when um, my son was born. Oh, so, yeah. Nice. Mm, yeah, nice. yeah. Okay. So, but, uh, Jack White's just kind of been continuing, you know, that, that journey into exploring that kind of like bluesy garage rock space and kind of, I guess, like poking at, at, at genre norms. So he's also like, you know, made himself uh, pretty uh, prolific in terms of just like, you know, he's got his own like recording studios now. He's got his own vinyl pressing plant. Uh, which mm-hmm. that's wild to me still, but I think that's awesome that he is so into preserving that format uh, through Third Man and like the stuff that yeah, like just really cool shit. Um, yeah, and a strong force for for vinyl. Like, yeah, I would say a a big part of why vinyl is popular these days is what kind of he sort of um, resurrected there. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I remember watching a, a, a walk, him doing a walkthrough of, of that, of his vinyl pressing plan. He's like, yeah, like if, if you want to get something pressed here, like we're, our wait list is now a year and a half. It's like, yeah, Jesus. That's right. He made a video for the big record companies. He yeah. said, hey, hey, like it's it's taking a, a punk band, you know, like eight months to have their record press. Like, please open up your like factories. Like we've proven that people want vinyl. Yeah, please, please do so. Yeah. Um, so, um, but going back to Jack White's solo work, I don't think that like any of his solo work, like in terms of just like entire album experiences, is like a hundred percent landed. Like I, I like, no. I like a lot of Blunderbuss. I like a lot of Lazaretto. Uh, I wasn't really big on Boarding House Reach, um, and that's <laughs> that the one happened. everybody loved. Like that's the one everybody was flipping their wigs. Really? Out. Yeah. Boarding like, House Reach. Boarding House I Reach think- is the one that people really just latched on to. I thought that was the most controversial one because that that like I have seen so much oh, yeah? divide, so much divide on that album. Like I yeah. like in the, in the places that I have read, I've only seen almost universal acclaim for it. So maybe wow. I'll have to do more looking. But yeah, like yeah, the, but like none of these albums are bad. It's just mm. they don't fully land. Um, nothing's really ever just grabbed me in the way that like Icky Thump or Elephant or Get Behind Me Satan did. Um, yeah. So those are White Stripes albums for 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 the uninitiated. Um, I think like yeah, with um, his solo work, he was having kind of a creative, like a midlife crisis with creativity. Yeah. Um, and he could have made albums like Blunderbuss or Lazaretto. Um, he could have made that kind of album forever, Absolutely. and it would have been. A- 
It would have been okay. But I think he started to realize like, well, I would even go as back as far as saying uh, Icky Thump. As much as I love Icky Thump from the White Stripes, mm -hmm. that, that album, that's when it starts to feel like we're kind of this is starting to get a little yes we're kind of getting a little flat yeah um and by the time you got to like blunderbuss um it it is it, it's just like oh you're just you can just put in the template now and there you go because yeah. th th that that was like all right if you can't tell i'm a huge jack white fan yeah like i'm a really <laughs> really big jack white fan and blunderbuss was the moment when i was like Okay, oh. I guess is where we part ways. Uh, like, not, yeah. not what you, not that I hate what you're doing, but it's like no longer moving me. It's not like, exciting. It's just mm -hmm. kind of like you're doing your thing, and like if you're ha you're having a good time with it, God bless. But I kind of. Yeah. Ah. That's it. I think the intro. Oh, go on. That yes. said, I think Fear of the Dawn comes real damn close to how much that I've enjoyed some of the best White Stripes material. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and like, I think with time, this album may actually sort of like reach that tier. Like, this is just an album that I think is like packed to the brim of its 40 minute on the dot runtime, uh, with just like infectious melodies, like head bobbing rhythms, like fun bouts of experimentation and like this whirlwind of like fun and interesting production and guitar tones. It's just like, mm -hmm. It's an album that doesn't stay still. And like your first listen, like you'll be left guessing, like, what's he doing next? And that was never the case with, with any of his previous solo work where it just I kind of felt like I knew what was going to be coming next. This album, yeah. like this album just kind of swerves in ways that I wasn't expecting, but he's not necessarily doing anything out of the norm it's just he's performing it and writing it and conce and conceiving it all and, and, and what feels like uh, i think he's genuinely like more excited than i've ever heard him be on a record in a long time and i think that as a largely due to the fact that this was to my knowledge this is the first record he's recorded using like digital software uh recording like you know how jack white's always been a little bit Analog like stand yes like, yeah, yeah. it has been pretty standoffish to any sort of yeah. like technology getting in with um his music yeah um this is i believe this was like he recorded every pretty much every part yep is jack white playing and all these uh effects that twist and turn are are him Kind of just having fun, yeah, uh, with this new that this technology. Him being like, "Oh, this isn't so bad after all." <laughs> yeah, like it, it feels like he's kind of reconciling the fact that like the studio can be an instrument in your creative process if it's mm -hmm. used right. Because this isn't an this isn't a studio album where the studio is doing all the work. This is very much an album where the playing is is top notch like the, you're not gonna listen yeah. mm -hmm. to any song on this album and say like he's slacking off like no this dude's busting his ass uh, oh yeah to yeah. put on some incredible performances um yeah and uh, like this is an album where i think like if i had to sum it up in like a single word it would be infectious um mm -hmm. like i don't know that i've heard jack white like very clearly enjoying himself on a record this much i feel that a, a lot of white stripes catalog and, and especially his solo work like have a somewhat labored feel to them especially that later 
White Stripes material and going into like Blunderbuss and Lazaretto mm-hmm. and, and Boarding House Reach. And, and you feel like those ideas are maybe overthought and like yeah. he's just thinking it too much. Whereas this album just feels like a cathartic release of, cha- yeah. uh, of creative energy that's uninhibited by the need to be perfect. Um, right. And that that is when White is at his strongest. Yes. When he, he is like completely off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that is... That is that is why what that's what makes the White Stripe so special. Like those, you know, especially the first three or four run album. Yeah. Like it, it feels just sort of like we're gonna take a turn off the cuff. Um, and um, yeah, you know, he he lost that as time went on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know what, we're talking about Boarding House Reach. I think that album is him fighting to get that back. Yeah, like, I, I can hear that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's it's really him fighting. Like, I still don't know what to think of that album. By the way, it's so. I, think that album is a... <laughs> I know this is not the album that um, that you you know. Right, right, about. right. No, I get it. Like, yeah, yeah but that album <clears throat> is very important to him as a creative yes. um, artist. Like, because it's it's just I'm like this is bad, and then I'm like, but this part's. But good. I like this and part. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and like. That's sort of like what I think makes us that elevates all the material on this album is because it's playful. It's not mm-hmm. afraid to spiral off into like weird passages for a few seconds or or some bit of weird production that just maybe doesn't make perfect sense. Like it's mm-hmm. it's adventurous, it's fun, it's playful without ever coming off as pretentious in a way that I think a lot of people might view Jack White. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and that that i mean that sort of playfulness and off the cuffness uh you mentioned doesn't make sense mm-hmm. you know like isn't that fully encapsulated in the song Heidi Ho there I mean, you go like if, if there's a song that like perfectly encapsulates the create this energy this album's energy it's Heidi Ho yeah and when you like when i first heard that song i was like this is what is this? What are this you is, doing? Like when I first heard it, I was laughing because I it wasn't laughing because I thought it was bad. I was laughing because it was like, you are just having so much fun right now. This is so crazy. Because it's throwing so much. It's it, it's it's a tr- for me. It was like a train wreck. Yes, it's like, a glorious train wreck of a song. Know, yeah, but like I have grown, I have grown to love it, and I and I feel how sort of essential. It is uh, to the experience and the theme of the album, which mm-hmm. to me is like about, uh, you know, we're talking about the night and it seems to center around like, I guess, the, the, I don't know if you've ever taken a creative endeavor and you've like stayed up all night working on something. Oh, and it's like, God. And it's past the witching hour. Yeah. You kind of you get into a kind of a crazed, manic yep. little freeing neurotic creative state right you are just when i do my best work mm -hmm. and i that's like what this album is about is like that kind of that that little flow that seems to be specific to that time fear of the Uh, dawn i mean it's right there in the mm -hmm. title yeah yeah um when i first heard this album i uh i i think i said it's like icky thump plus get behind me satan's esoteric spirit 
plus deep cuts of music nerd odds and ends Mm -hmm. plus the Atari 2600 thrown into the blender. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I'm still sticking with that. (laughs) I think that's a, that's a perfect way to describe it. But Taylor, we haven't heard from you. How are you, how do you feel about uh, fear of the dawn? So I, I liked fear of the dawn, which surprises nobody more than me because Jesus Christ, I fucking hated everything he's done since the white stripes. Wow. Okay. And I'm including his side projects too. Oh my god, I hate all of it. <laughs> so when you I, had, I, so when you heard that you had to listen to a Jack White album for this podcast, you probably felt yourself turned to stone. I was like, oh no. Because T- time I went to destroy Polly live on the podcast. Bottom, <laughs> fucking rock bottom expectations. Because oh my god, have I felt that everything he's done since the White Stripes ended has been worthless? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's understandable. Yeah, I got <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> but no, this one's pretty good. It's got that. It does remind me of what I liked about the White Stripes, but it just feels more energetic mm-hmm. and livelier than something like Lazaretto, which is the last thing I exposed myself to, and I just yeah. like I do not remember a thing from that album. Yeah, I don't that remember album, a damn thing from that in album. In one ear, not the yeah. other, for the yeah. most part. Um, yeah. And I never cared for Dead Weather or the other yeah. one I can't pronounce. The Raconteurs. The Raconteurs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so for me, this was a shock. I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> I'm traveling back in time to a, to a time and place where I thought Jack White was cool. How you feeling about the, the guitar work on this album? Because to me, that was something that, like this is a great album to listen to in headphones because he is playing with so many guitar tones, um, mm-hmm. and, and he is just playing at such a level that 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 is very exciting. As somebody who doesn't play guitar, I listen to this album is like this is a really solid guitar album. Um, oh no, it's a it's a great guitar record. The playing is really good. There's a wide palette of different fun tones you don't hear a whole lot of in other places because so much of guitar tone has become so stratified. Yeah. And so fucking. Oh, my God. How many times do we need to hear the same mic, the same speaker, the same amplifier? As (laughs) as somebody who has to record people playing music, let me tell you. I am so tired of the mic. Like, I've got, like, I've just got a spreadsheet. Like, I know exactly what you want. Let me go pull it from the closet and get you set. Like, I can set you up in, like, five minutes at this point, because I know what most people want. You bring me an album, I know what it sounds like already. I know what sound you want. Yeah, it's, uh, how many times in your life have you had to put a Shure SM57 in front of a Celestian Vintage 30 speaker? There you go. Because that's the sound. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just was re- beyond ecstatic. I don't know that this album made me excited for uh, Entering Heaven Alive, which is the second album that he's doing uh, coming out in July, um, <clears throat> which is supposed to, which is basically going to be more, um, I guess, ballady, probably some piano stuff, probably more low key than this. And I'm like, the thing is, like, I like this album for its energy. Um, and it just feels wild and crazy and chaotic all the time, um, without ever like going off the rails like, or like anything like maybe soul glow or something, you know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. just a solid ass, um, rock album. So, um, but yeah, like good on Jack white for just fi- being able to impress me again, because I kind of missed being able to like throw on something by him. That's not like 12 or 13 years old to get that fix. Um, 
Hell yeah. 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 And same, you know, again, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I thought I was going to have to wrestle you with it for this one. Oh yeah. (laughs) For for a moment there, I thought I was going to have to wrestle you for it. Mm. Um, but, uh, but then my pick came along. So. Materialized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and any final thoughts on Fear of the Dawn before I pick a track? This album's a big old hell yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, the, the, the song that I'm choosing is a song that just continually been stuck in my head fucking every day since the album came out. Is What's the trick? Unbelievably fun song. What is the trick to making my love, love stick? Stick, Yeah. <laughs> I love the vocal performance on this this track, and just like the the, the, the guitar work is great. Just, just a good song's got a great bounce to it. So here you go. Go. What's the trick in making my love stick? Two gentlemen of elegant appearance in a state of bustitude. I give them coffee-colored crystals. That'll change their attitude. I'm using appropriate compression for my inappropriate confessions for someone I guess who might need it more. I don't even know what I'm doing it for.
making my love stick. What's the trick? And rounding things out for the month of April, we're going to bring it around to our good pal, Dad Vibes. It's sticking. That's it. What's the, what's the trick to making a nickname stick? Just being a dad and being around me and me being lazy. That's all it takes. <laughs> Especially kind of considering the album that we have. That, you know, that we're, we're, it's drawing from another era. Right. Know? It's absolutely true. You're going back to your roots. <laughs> so earlier this year, um, I was all like, you know what trend I'm sick of in music these days? <laughs> Artists doing this whole reimagined 80s thing. Uh, and then along comes this album that makes me choke on those words. Yeah. Because uh, it is just, it is drenched in 80s. Um, and uh, particularly like, uh, I guess, like your cinematic Oh like this, God! Yeah, like eighties, uh, you know, with uh, I guess it's sort of influenced by like slasher horror B movies mm-hmm. and things. Um, this is from an artist called Carpenter Brute, and the album is called Leather Terror. Mm. Um, <laughs> Carpenter Brute is from France. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a, uh, a electronic artist and producer uh, who I have never listened to before. Oh really? Uh, I've never listened to Carpenter Brute before. Oh, wow, yeah, Carpenter Brute uh, is like everywhere. I <laughs> did just never come across uh, any, any any of his work. Um, and so, yeah, he he produces these big, uh, you know, synthy songs, uh, and then we'll feature vocalists from other mm-hmm. acts uh, mm-hmm. to perform on them. Um, and it was actually it was recommended me to a friend who who listens to this show. And they asked, where does this fit into the We Like Bad Music Only universe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, the, and the track that he sent me was, uh, I'm going to probably mispronounce it, uh, Paradisi Gloria. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, I, like, I was immediately hooked by that. Oh, um, yeah, it's one of the best and, songs on the album. Yeah, and uh, then we were like, having a discussion. He's like, hey, I've seen like, this is kind of classified as metal. Is this metal? Um, <laughs> and, and, and that song goes into the title track and the final song, Leather Terror. Yeah. And, and I was like, eh, I can hear metal. I can hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like, as I started listening to the album as a whole, um, I, 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 I realized it, I would say it's much more of an, an industrial, like heavier industrial techno uh, album with embellishments of metal. Oh and yeah, like how and like how the rhythm and the drums are. Um, yeah, this has know, a form. very metal vibe. I don't know that mm-hmm. I would call it a metal record, but it's got right. I mean, it is cut with a heavy dose mm-hmm. uh, and of it, metal, though. Yeah. Oh, I have. Oh, I have some information about that. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Okay. I was about to say, but as far as genre goes, as I dug deeper into, you know the to learning about Carpenter Brood. I guess, I guess this is considered what is uh synth wave yeah. or better yet, dark synth. Dark synth because, wave, yeah. Because there's a, there, there yeah. is like a, there is a menace to it. Um, yeah, all the synths are like really sharp, ugly, and dark. Like it sounds mm-hmm. real good on headphones. Oh, it, God, it does. <laughs> it's like a muscle car of sounds. Yes. Just like, um, yeah. And yeah, and it like, this was an album when I first experienced it. I just loved it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, and I uh, sometimes when I hear an album that I love immediately, I automatically get super suspicious about it. <laughs> I'm like, because this album is like, it is purposely des- designed to sound as cool oh, and as yeah. stylish and as big and as badass as possible. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, I know what you're doing, Carpenter. Bro- I know why I like this. I see what you're doing. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's also it uses things that you'll kind of recognize from other stuff. Like it's, it's using cliche and nostalgia as kind of it's, it's power tool, you know, like, but it's, it works. It gets away with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was still wondering, like, I love you now, but Mm. will, will I love you a week from now after we've had this (laughs) very intense, passionate, physical fling? (laughs) Um, and then a funny thing happened. A week passed, and I was still really into listening yeah. to this album. Yeah, but I was still squirrely. Oh, <laughs> but but I was into it. Mm-hmm. And then another week, and then another week, and I'm still listening to it to the point that I've realized I've probably listened to this album at least once a day for the last month and a half. Yeah, I um, give this album like I give this album a lot of play. Yeah, I'm liking yeah. it a lot. And it's 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 funny because in April, a month of artists that I love, your Jack White, your Billy Woods, your Pusha T. Mm-hmm. This is this is it's Carpenter Brute's Leather Terror that's really just won me over. Oh, um, wow. And I got to a point where I was so I got like really incredibly self conscious about it because because <laughs> even though I even though I think this album does have some warts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still I loved it in a way that I got really protective about it. Oh, and, and, I was, and I was and I was like, if I was like, man, if either of them, if they trash this album, I'm just going to cry. Oh, no, you know? I'll cry and, on the podcast. Don't dare. Don't you fucking yeah. try me. I will. <laughs> but that but that was the point when I realized this has to be the, my pick for April. Mm. Um, you know, I. um so yeah, like echoing earlier, we're talking about how it has this 80s, uh, you know, aesthetic about it. I think what makes it um, better than a lot of what I don't like in the trend is that I feel like it is confident in itself and it is pure about it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's trying to be trendy for trendy sake. Right? Not at it's all. Like it's, no. Um, and, and it, it embraces itself and embraces there's there, like, I like the cheese of this album. Yeah. Um, it's the, it's theatrics. It, this album is awesome because it like, it also tells a story. Yeah. Um, um, throughout it. And, you know, I, I know Taylor, you said that there's acts associated with uh carpenter brew. I know ghost was, I know like, they, they, <laughs> like the Brute has has toured with Ghost, yeah. and it makes makes so much sense to me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting you bring up Ghost because mm. uh, the con- uh, the connection I was thinking of is that uh, so for one, one of the features on the song "Good Night Goodbye" is a band called Ulver, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, who used to be a Norwegian black metal band, mm-hmm. and now nice. they make. Like their 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 debut album is like one of the best uh, of that sort of early '90s Norwegian black metal thing. Their Ulver's debut album might be the best. Ooh, oh wow! wow. 
I need to look at that. It's one of my personal favorites anyway. Hmm. But they became like an industrial synth wavy band after a while. That's a weird transition. Yeah, they got sick of making up. They got sick of making black metal, I guess. But that's not the only connection because thanks to Mr. Tobias Forge (laughs) uh, blowing the lid off of something. Oh. There is a french black metal band called death spell omega yep who are like a completely anonymous nobody really knows who's in death spell omega mm-hmm. well tobias forge and his big mouth let slip oh yeah carpenter brutes their producer damn it oh. forge <laughs> yep so that's that uh i dug this album a lot it reminds me not EDM, but in the 80s, there was something called electronic body music. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So it reminds me of yeah, like Frontline Assembly Frontline and Assemblies. Front 242, yeah. Ebb, that yep. kind of stuff. Uh, not 80s, but I guess VNV Nation, if you're all yeah. familiar with them. Assemblage 23. That kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was I really I really dig that kind of shit. So I was like, oh, hey. I feel like I'm in high school digging through uh, used records at a CD store again. This threw me back nice. to this threw me back to a more recent uh, like, like it gave me Hotline Miami vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like, like, I think that one of Carpenter Brute's songs is in Hotline Miami too, and I know that like one of Carpenter Brute's tracks is like the f- um, in in a game called um, 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 Hacknet. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a it's a hacker game where like you're do, like when you're doing the final hack of the game and you're under a, a strict time limit. There's this Carpenter Brute song playing while you're doing it, and it was one of the most intense fucking parts of a video game I've ever done. And I'm just looking at like little dinky dorky ass hacker terminal windows typing in commands. It's like this is nice. the fucking this is the craziest thing. And you know, given the tone and the aesthetic, I almost. I mean, the name Carpenter Brute has to be a reference to John Carpenter. Right? I have to think yeah. so. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. also makes good music Absolutely. because he doesn't want to make movies anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Who can blame he's him? Mu- he's much happier making music, playing video games, and getting high. I I like I like this Carpenter. Yes. that's cool that you mentioned hotline miami because the video game i was going to bring up is a uh it's a socks cast approved game called Mm -hmm. hunt down hunt down yeah it's oh yeah if you want the entire vibe of this album hunt down is the video game version yeah absolutely Uh, katana zero too yeah has more of that blade runnery 80s thing to it yeah Mm -hmm. that guy also just died yeah, Vangelis. Oh. Yeah, sads. Yeah. So many sads. But this 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 album though is Woo, is is, is, a, is a pick me up. Yeah, hell it's a pick yeah. Me up. Um, I'm 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 relieved. I'm like, oh, they liked it. Yeah, this album. Like I like I had already liked Carpenter Brute. I didn't know that this album was coming out. So when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, I'm immediately going to look this up. And like first time through, I was like, yes, I love this. Let's go. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and apparently it, this album is the middle chapter of a, um, I think, a, a planned trio of albums. Oh, nice. That's, that's telling this. Like, when, when you listen to this, it, it is like you're experiencing a movie. Yeah. Like, the, the best 80s movie, like, that you've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. doesn't <laughs> exist. It yeah, only exists like, when you listen to this album in your head. It really puts you in that vibe. You can kind of, like picture it in your head as the songs are going because like the music is telling the tale the lyrics and and, and everything like it's perfect it's really really well realized yeah and like you have a lot of the songs are more in chunks like they're divided mm-hmm. yeah like you have the songs uh for example um day stalker and night yeah nightcrawler they're separated as tracks but, but they're kind of it's the same it's it's the continuation yeah. it's still one big song yeah. and that's just like that there's like big chapters of that like mm-hmm. maybe with breaks right mm-hmm. that are just um grouped throughout this album that really has a nice flow about it yeah um and i mean you like especially you got the first like few the strong opening of songs you get you get from that you get that feeling and of course just the awesome satisfying climatic as hell final trio of songs oh, um God, yeah it's just like it and it ends like on a cliffhanger of sorts where yeah. you're just like Ugh. What happens next what in happens? this movie in my head? Um, yeah, I want to get yeah, this yeah. on vinyl and experience it with liner notes and stuff. I, I saw it on vinyl, and um, I guess because they, they imported it from France, it was a little oh. higher in price. But I was like, fuck it. I'm paying 38 bucks for this anyway. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> I think, I think I'm probably going to do that. I like this enough to mm. grab it on vinyl, and I definitely want to yeah. kind of have that experience of like, you know, like have the liner notes there and kind of just enjoying the story unfolding and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's all I've really got to say. Look, if you're into just awesome sounding synthesizers and just big theatrics and you like albums that sound like movies. Um, and that's also, it's an album that isn't afraid to be melodramatic. Um, Mm -hmm. and that is also geeky. Oh yeah. Um, like, I think you'll dig this album. And the track that I am going with is The Widowmaker. Yes! Uh, featuring yes! Gunship.
and that is going to bring us to the close of another month here in the year 2022. We will, of course, be back again with the May episode, probably in in, in shorter time than it took us to get this one out. Uh, Life just happens sometimes, and you got to roll with that. Uh, and I don't believe in schedules for online shit because I think that's a way to <laughs> I think that's a way to start making fun stuff feel like work and I don't want to do work. Yeah, so, <laughs> we tried that a few times with like the album listening club and its original incantation. It was just like this just doesn't work very well when you have three full grown adults who have lives outside of this shit. And then you try to put that on a fucking schedule. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good the fuck luck. Taylor, where can the Internet folks at home find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter or in the Sucks Make People Sexy Discord. Cool. And and, and where can we find you, PH? Dad Vibes? I got all the Dad Vibes in the Music Discord. Yeah, so we, come get your Dad Vibes. Come get your Dad Vibes. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash polyhead where I do all of my dumb stuff. Uh, so thanks again for listening, everybody. We will catch you again real soon. But in the meantime, I'm going to need you to do us a favor and uh, listen to some more Death Grips. <laughs>